0: If you love and obey the command I give you, I will ask the one who sent me to give you another paraclete, another helper to be with you always. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, since the world... Neither sees her nor recognizes her, but you can recognize the spirit because he remains with you and will be within you. I won't leave you orphaned. I will be. I will come back to you a little while now, and the world will see me no more. But you'll see me because I live, and you will live as well. On that day, you'll know that I am in God, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who obey the commandments are the ones who love me, and those who love me will be loved by Abba God. I too will love them and will reveal myself t- to them. Okay,
1: buddy. Okay. Will you pray with me? Loving one, thank you for this time. Thank you for these people and for this opportunity to gather around your scriptures. Jesus' words of reassurance, of love, and invitation. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Today is the second Sunday of May, and the 109th anniversary of the year that President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed Mother's Day to be a national holiday. In the United States, beginning in 1914, our country has set aside this particular Sunday, the second Sunday in May, to celebrate mothers, mother figures, and women who have made life better for all of us. It's a day that is not uncomplicated for so many of us for so many reasons. But this year I've been drawn to the origin stories of, these, of three women who played a major role in bringing this to fruition, beginning nearly 50 years before 1914. And those names are Julia Ward Howe, Ann Reeves Jarvis, and her daughter, Anna Jarvis. Our first Mother's Day originator was Julia Ward Howe, a suffragist and an abolitionist from New England who worked to institute a Mother's Peace Day shortly after the Civil War had ended and during the Franco-Prussian War. This Mother's Peace Day was intended to be a day of calling women around the world to come together, no matter what side you were on, of whatever battle, (laughs) of whatever warring madness that we were involved in, to bring an end to war and the loss of life that resulted from them. She rallied mothers to advocate for peace, women from all sides of the battles working to ensure that their sons would no longer endure a premature death as victims of war, no matter what side they were on. She wrote this Mother's Day proclamation in 1870, and I just have to share it with you. She writes, Arise, all women who have hearts, whether your baptism be that of water or of tears. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage, For caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We women of one country will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. From the bosom of the devastated earth, a voice goes up with our own. It says, disarm, disarm. The sword is not the balance of justice. Blood does not wipe out dishonor, nor violence indicate possession. As men have often forsaken the plow and the anvil at the summons of war, let women now leave all that may be left of home for a great An earnest day of counsel. Let them meet first as women to bewail and commemorate the dead. Let them then solemnly take counsel with each other as to the means whereby the great human family can live in peace, each learning after his own time the sacred impress, not of Caesar, but of God." In the name of womanhood and humanity, I earnestly ask that a general congress of women without limit of nationality may be appointed and held at some place deemed most convenient and at the earliest period consistent with its objects to promote, promote the alliance of the different nationalities, the amicable settlement of international questions, the great and general interests of peace. Gah! She's also the person who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic. So you might recognize that name. But ah! Julia Ward Howe's idea of celebrating a Mother's Day was much less a celebration of specific mothers or of giving flowers and candies and gifts, but a day of bringing together mothers in a spirit of unity to collectively grieve the loss they experienced. Notice, that was the first thing she said. We got to first get together and grieve. Grieve the loss they experienced, the loss of their sons to war, and then to promote peace, to urge those in power to cease their warring madness that took those very lives of those that they loved. Mother's Day was a day for creating safe space to grieve and to celebrating the mother's work of peacemaking. This was Julia Ward Howe's vision. Our second Mother's Day originator was Ann Reeves Jarvis, a Sunday school teacher from West Virginia, who bore 13 children, only four of which survived to adulthood. Now this was a common story in Appalachia. As a Time News article states that an estimated 15 to 30% of infants in that Appalachian region died before their first birthday. 15 to 30%. Throughout the 19th and the 20th century, largely due to epidemics that were spread by poor sanitary conditions. Think like typhoid In response to her own experience and those around her, Mrs. Jarvis decided to work with her brother, who was a doctor, Dr. James Reeves, to offer Mother's Day work clubs. These were information sessions led by doctors to teach mothers the newest hygiene practices so that they could keep their children healthy, so that they could survive into adulthood. A formal Mother's Day celebration For Ann Reeves, Jarvis was grounded in a commitment to community service. A desire for mothers to help improve the health conditions of all families, especially for those living in poor living conditions. Now it was our final Mother's Day originator, Ann's daughter, Anna Jarvis, who was responsible for pushing this Mother's Day idea to the national forefront. Anna was a copywriter living in West Virginia, and after her mother had died in 1905, she began a letter-writing campaign to prominent men, because that's who made the decisions, including two presidents, sitting governors, and wealthy men of social stature, to ask them to consider supporting the founding of an annual Mother's Day celebration to honor the sacrifices mothers made for their children everywhere. By 1908, the Methodist Church where her mother had taught in West Virginia, hosted the first Mother's Day worship service. And the same day, another Mother's Day service was hosted at the Wanamaker Auditorium in Philadelphia. Now these, these services continued to be replicated in 45 states. And the movement gained such traction that eventually President Woodrow Wilson Proclaim Mother's Day a national holiday, 1914. On this Mother's Day, I am particularly grateful for those whose hearts burn so brightly for the common good, not just for your own children, not just for your own mother, but for everyone. That they couldn't help but give themselves to working for it. In our gospel reading, we greet Jesus again in the midst of his fa- farewell speech to those he loves, preparing them for life without him and reassuring them of his love. Think Monday Thursday, gathered around a table with his besties and saying, I love you. You're going to be okay because God is still going to take care of you. In today's very short passage, we read about Jesus' specific command to love one another and his reassurance that he would not leave his disciples orphaned. He had been with them for three very intense years, teaching and serving alongside them, and he knew that it would be really hard for them to go on without him. He speaks of God sending the Spirit, which Zach talked about today. A spirit of truth that would accompany them into what's next. That would help them, guide them, befriend them, advocate for them. To be God with them. And that spirit, much like our Mother's Day originators, would bring them into shared community. They weren't going to be on their own islands. But they would go forward together birthing a movement that would one day become the church a community of people who broke bread together in remembrance of their leader and teacher who would share their belongings so that no one had need who would continue to draw the circle wide to not only include them who would not only include the insiders, the Jewish Christians, but then would expand to people who they thought were unclean, people who didn't belong, others who were once outsiders and became a part of the whole. This spirit of truth would speak to them about who they were. I love that spirit of truth. They were children of God, holy, beloved, in their whole personhood, worthy of being cared and fought for. The spirit of truth would equip and empower them to do even greater things than Jesus did and would remind them that even though he was no longer there, everything they had taught him and the love that he had given them would always remain. Mother's Day is this reminder of the love and the effects of the love that women and mothers have given to us, whether those mothers are connected to us by blood or by love alone. I've been mothered by a lot of people, my birth mother being one of them. These mothers reflect to us a mother God who loves us who fights for us, who works in us to make life better for all of God's children. They teach us how to love, especially when it's hard and we see others as enemies on opposite sides of the conflict, because that is how God loves. They show us how to seek the welfare of entire communities so that all can live holy, healthy lives free from violence. And sickness because that is how God loves. Their examples inspire us to do even greater things than they did in love long after their life on earth is complete because that is how God loves. I'd like to, to give you an opportunity Maybe not to tell stories, but to to say a name of a mother who has shown you the face of mother God, whether that is a person who actually birthed children or someone who has been a mother to you. Aunt Aunt Mary. Thank God for Aunt Mary. Suzanne Ward, we thank God for her. Nanny Kroll, Nanny, Nanny Nanny we thank God for her. Kathy Vanny, Kathy Vanny. Marlene, Armato. Marlene Armato, and <laughs> Cad <Howell. laughs> Harold, and myself. We thank God for all of these. Sue Parker, we thank God for her. Laura Johnson, Johnson, we thank God for her. Jean Yutz, we thank God for her. her. Trish Lewis, we thank God for her. Carol Lewis, we thank God for her. Jean Guyon, we thank God for her. Lauren Vanny. Lauren Vanny. Jerry, Jackson. Jerry Jackson, we thank God for her. And Gigi Hackett, we thank God for her. May we always open ourselves to that kind of love to the spirit of truth that never leaves us on our own, that never abandons us, that goes with us always. May the spirit of truth continue to bring us together so that we can love each other and love our communities well. And may you know, friends, that you, each and every one of you, are loved, loved, loved. May it be so. Let us pray.